Listen to the coffee hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. It's Wednesday, September 4th. It is. I love fall. It's a good time to, to do some reading. It is a good time to do reading on the back porch with a cup of cider and a blanket. We did. Did I mention? <laughs> I, I don't think I mentioned. We got in some apple picking this weekend. Oh, me, oh man. So Fall is the best. Apple pies <laughs> in the Bates household. And spiced donuts. We, Although neither of us Michigan can eat thing, right? It must be. I don't know. Nobody else knows about it. Cider and donuts. Yeah. I think that's a Michigan thing. Oh, I miss Michigan now. You should let us know, listeners. Coffee at KFUO.org. What's your favorite fall tradition? Um, if you're Michigan, is it is it cider, cider and, and donuts? donuts? Yeah. Uh, at the cider mill. Know. Coffee at KFUO.org. <laughs> so good time to sit around and read and enjoy the beautiful weather. Sit outside mm-hmm. and enjoy the beautiful weather. And what are you reading? You're reading the, the Lutheran, Witness, Lutheran Witness, which came so, in my mailbox. Aha. Uh-huh, you got your September I issue? I did get my September Very issue. Very good. My Mine is uh, sitting on my desk, ready for me to peruse. So we got to get caught up on the August issue, though. Uh, joining us this morning by phone, Charlotte Fritz, author of Enough for Now, Unpacking God's Sufficiency, and also author of Easy Joy, which is in the August issue of Lutheran Witness. Charlotte, thanks for being our guest on the Coffee Hour today. Wow, thanks for having me. It's great to be with you. Absolutely. Uh, and, and we'll... We'll share a little bit about your book. We have a, you have a new book from Concordia Publishing House called Enough for Now, Unpacking God's Sufficiency. You want to give us just a, a, a <laughs> brief uh, snippet about what that's all about? Sure. It, it kind of ties into the easy joy idea, too. But the, the book it, uh, studies the parable of the rich fool and how we in our society today are always searching for more and more just like he did building bigger barns we keep building you know bigger houses and getting bigger storage units to hold all of our stuff and yet we're not finding happiness we're not finding joy and so I I examine the parable from different viewpoints, Um, enough money, enough stuff, enough time, enough relationships. But in the end, I find that the only way that we can find enough for now is in Christ. So I hope it's a helpful book for a lot of people. It's a Bible study, and it takes you through eight weeks. Indeed, indeed. And, and as you were describing that, you were talking about us, you know, having storage and things like that. I just <laughs> pictured like being buried knee deep in, in a storage unit, searching for joy, trying to find it in the in the storage unit. <laughs> well, yeah. well, your, your article in the uh, the August issue of Lutheran Witness entitled Easy Joy. Uh, from your perspective, what is joy? Well, I, I looked it up in dictionary.com, you know, just to give me a start starting point. And dictionary.com says the emotion, joy is the emotion of great delight or happiness caused by something exceptionally good or satisfying. And when I first read that, I thought, well, that's kind of a shallow definition of joy because it's dependent on something exceptionally good or satisfying and my human nature kind of went immediately to thinking well that would be something like um getting a job promotion or a marriage proposal or winning the lottery you know that would be something exceptionally good or satisfying but then i thought about it a little bit more and said to myself you know i think it actually is a pretty good definition because as christians we have Christ, and Christ is always exceptionally good and satisfying. And so we can always have joy because 
we know that he provides that joy even when we don't get those other exceptionally good and amazing things like winning the lottery. He will always be there for us. Mm-hmm. It's it's interesting how there's always this the saint and sinner dichotomy, saint and sinner dichotomy of of uh, definitions of things like this. When uh, it's it's when we look at it from our human nature, it's it's one thing. But when we look at it through uh, the eyes of a of a baptized child of God, it, it's a very it takes on a very different uh, spin, um, so to speak. Um, but what do uh, what do people in the world? Uh, perceived to be joy or or what brings people joy and and how do we how do we get these things you know um in the article i talk about a store that i saw in china when we were visiting our daughter who lives there and they uh, had hired a driver to take us to a national park because at that time they didn't have a car so we we were driving and the driver stopped at a gas station to fill up his car And the store, the convenience store connected to the gas station, had this amazing name. It was called Easy Joy. (laughs) And I was like, oh, that is so cool, because wouldn't it be wonderful if there were such a thing as a store where you could pick up a bottle of joy whenever you got low? (laughs) Uh, So I think sometimes in our world we... uh, People in our world tend to think of not, we don't have an easy joy store, but we might go to the store, (laughs) any store, to try and get the next thing that we think will make us happy. Part of the reason this happens is because of advertising, you know, um, advertisers promise that if we get their next hamburger or or fizzy soft drink or... um, maybe the next cool tech gadget, then our lives will be better and we'll have joy. So we keep buying more things. We keep trying to find that elusive joy in material goods. And then if that doesn't work, we might try some other self-help kinds of things. You know, there are a lot of books out nowadays on happiness and joy. And they will prescribe all kinds of things like little daily practices of maybe gratitude journaling, which is good. And there are other, um, you know, finding your bliss and all those kinds of self-help things that they tell us. And I've tried some of them. Some of them work for a while. But in the end, when life gets hard, that isn't going to sustain my joy. You know, we just find that kind of joy elusive and hard to keep in our hearts. So how is true joy different from all these various things that the world promises to be joy? How is true joy different? I think true joy isn't depending isn't dependent on having enough. It isn't dependent on getting that one thing that will satisfy us. It doesn't require perfect circumstances. I think the bad news is that we don't have an easy joy store (laughs) to go to, to pick up that bottle of bliss. But the good news is that if we have Christ, we have joy. Um, Paul, in his letter to the Galatians, lists the fruit of the Spirit, and joy is among that fruit. And so if we have Jesus, if we believe in him for our 
at salvation, we have the Holy Spirit. And if we have the Spirit, we have joy. It seems um, maybe too simple, maybe too easy, <laughs> but in a way, we, as Christians, we do have easy joy. And there's sort of a paradox there because Jesus also said, uh, you know, in this world, we will have tribulation. And then he also said to his disciples before he died, he said, you will have sorrow now, but I will see you again. And your hearts will rejoice, and no one will take your joy from you. So joy and disappointment, joy and sorrow kind of live in the same spot. Even when we are going through that tough time, God will give us joy. I know this has been my experience. I've, my life has not been exactly perfect. I've, I've had a pretty good life, but there have been major disappointments. Uh, my husband had cancer. We've experienced miscarriages. And during those times, you know, you have sorrow. But I've also experienced joy from Jesus in those times, a joy that really can't be explained. Somehow he gives me his peace, his joy in the middle of all the tough times. Um, so when we have those sorrows, and uh, it seems like disappointment and despair are just camping out on the sofa of our, of our hearts, we can also remember that Jesus is sitting there with us and holding our hand and giving us his peace and his joy. I can just see that that uh, image in my head. It may, as a comic, because I like comics, of, but of, of those things just, just being there uh, together because that is this life uh, on this earth. That, that there We do have terrible times and, and horrible things that we go through, but at the same time, uh, Jesus is always there with, with that joy that, that, uh, that doesn't fail us ever. Um, but what, what does happen... Um, when those sorrows happen, and, and we know that there is joy in Christ, but we don't feel it. Um, how, how, where, how do we get there? Oh, well, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is a, yeah, there are times when maybe we won't, maybe the joy doesn't look like overflowing happiness. Mm -hmm. Maybe it looks more like an assurance that Jesus is with us and there's that peace. Um, it's not like, a jumping up and down kind of joy. <laughs> it's kind of a quiet reassurance. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Sure, there yeah. may be times when, when joy is expressed differently. Sometimes it may be very exuberantly. Sometimes it may be very quietly mm -hmm. expressed. Yes, I like that, quiet joy. Yeah. <laughs> Next article. Thanks. <laughs> but you, you, you demonstrated a really good point um, in a number of ways that, that the world wants to try to sell us mm -hmm. things like joy and, and call them joy, but they're not and they won't sustain us. Um, I, I think you, in a couple of times, a couple of examples you've given would be great marketing campaigns for some products, but, <laughs> um, but, they, but uh, and that's really what, you know, that, that's what many 
marketing departments try to do is mm-hmm. to, to sell right. you something that that is um, that's going to make you feel good. That's going to make you and, and even with promises that this is going to last, that this is going to sustain you. But none of them do like the joy that we have from Christ Jesus. And uh, and I, I I just love the story that you shared, you know, the your your visit to, and, and seeing that store, your visiting family and, and seeing that store. Uh, easy joy that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there, there of course were some Chinese characters next to the English. So you think um, it was a translation? <laughs> yeah, so I think there might have been a little error in the translation. <laughs> we laugh at, you know, you've maybe heard the term Chinglish. So mm-hmm. Chinglish is the kind of sometimes awkward, not completely accurate translation <laughs> of, of English from the Chinese. And so there are often very humorous um, mistakes made but this one i think maybe maybe what they were after was more like simple pleasures but mm. uh, i loved the the term easy joy because it, that's what we all want we want life to be easy we don't want the difficulties we want that joy no matter what <laughs> and life just isn't that way but you know when you think about it if we have Jesus, we have that sort of easy joy. <laughs> Absolutely. Charlotte Fritz, author of Enough for Now, Unpacking God's Sufficiency, available from Concordia Publishing House. Thanks so much for being our guest on the Coffee Hour today. All right. Thanks. It was delightful talking to you. <laughs> You're listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you anytime, anywhere.